0: Hello, and welcome to Dungeoneers to Dungeon Masters. I'm Milo.
1: I'm
2: Hannah.
0: And we have a guest today.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello, world.
0: Would you like to give us your name? Sure.
2: Uh, my name is Sage. I also play under Gregor Jesk and Mr. Gren.
0: So, some of you will have heard us talking about Gregor in uh, past episodes when we're talking about things that happen in the campaign. So, Sage, tell, tell us a little bit about Gregor.
2: Yeah, so uh, the original concept was he's a human uh, barbarian who's also a cannibal, and he doesn't believe in magic either, which has been interesting. Um, Over the last couple sessions, he's been forced to realize that magic is real, um, but not in the way that he initially may have thought. Um, First, he thought that uh, you gain magic by eating people, which he's learned that's not how you get magic, so uh, I think the next time we level him up, he's going to start taking lezer- uh, levels in wizardry.
0: Uh, so Sage has been in campaigns with me before. Uh, she and Hannah were both members of my old long-running campaign. So this is their second time being in a campaign run by me. Woohoo. Um, but aside from that, what's your experience with D&D? None. Great. <laughs> 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 I, I know that's not true, but thanks.
2: Um... <laughs> So besides uh, the initial campaign that Milo um, added, Hannah and I, in, which was awesome, by the way, um, I've also done a summer, uh, it was basically a one-shot that was meant to be a yeah. campaign. Well,
1: we the first iteration of it, we had a couple sessions, and then there was a second iteration of it with like a slightly different group of people, and that did only have one session.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, and then currently, I'm in a campaign with Milo, and I'm also in a campaign with another DM, which is where my Mr. Gren character is active mm. or inactive.
0: And also, if you want to <laughs> tell us about uh, who Grin is.
2: Uh, yeah, Mr. Grin is a verdant artificer. Um, how would you describe Mr. Gren, Hannah? S- slimy. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I
1: was, like. In personality, and also the fact that he's usually greasy, at least during combat.
2: <laughs> well, to be fair, he uses, he uses grease often, okay. the grease spell.
1: But it does come up usually when it's like an attack misses Gren or something. It's just because he was too greasy. They couldn't get a good <laughs> hold on him.
2: He's a greasy dude. He's uh, high charisma, but low... Rolls low. Yeah.
1: It was like high charisma, except Rolls in actual low.
2: practice. Um, Love that. Uh, he's a friend to all. He's a lover of the arts. Uh, big he gambler. he's a friend to all. I don't know if all are friends to him. He's a big gambler. Um, loves the ladies. Ladies don't like him, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's more of an experience than I can really talk about.
0: That's fair. <laughs> um. So, our topic that we're going to talk a little bit about today is one-shots. So, we've had a couple in the past that, like, I've run or that, like, other friends have. Um, Sage, you've also got an idea for a one-shot, if you want to talk a little bit about kind sure. of what you've got so far, bounce ideas off of us.
2: So, I've been playing D&D for how long has it been? Shit. Um, I don't have a number. Oh, can um, I curse? off? Yeah, you can, you can curse. <laughs> when you started. Well, what year am I now? <laughs> well,
1: okay. You were, like, probably 19 Four. then.
2: So Four. Five, Four it's, to five it's years It's been four to five years since I started playing D&D And I've always been um, A huge fan of storytelling I uh, was a literature student In college So naturally I'd want to go on and write my own Campaign uh, But that's really scary uh, So I was going to start with a one shot Which uh, might be easier Definitely gonna, a great way to do it Yeah I'm going to get Milo's opinions on a lot of this But um, originally you I had plan. I was planning for uh, ten characters, only about eight of them playable. Oh, good. Okay. But um, I still feel like that's a lot. Basically, it's uh, based on the Clue game. So uh, it would be everyone's invited to dinner somewhere. The uh, dinner host dies, and it's up to the rest of the characters to figure out who died or um, how the person died, and also uh, fight ghosts along the way.
0: Okay. Yeah, when you said ten initially, I was like, "Ooh, Uh, eight eight can be doable."
2: Eight is a lot, though. It's still a lot. (laughs) So, what do you recommend? What's the sweet spot for number of people when you start off? So
0: five or six. I was thinking five or six is pretty good. Eight is definitely doable. It's just very easy to get out of hand, especially if
2: you're gonna have.
1: I mean, I guess the murder mystery. I don't know how much combat there's gonna be, but like, you know how long it takes us to run combat.
0: And that's with a group of six. So you just kind of have to consider the fact of you're going to have so many people there and they're all going to want to try to do stuff. And so you just kind of have to think in your head of like, okay, am I going to have eight people there all being very active? Probably not. But you're probably still going to have at least half of the people being active participants.
2: And how many people? So out of this eight, I think two of them, maybe three are new to D&D, Um, do you think it's better to have a group of just new people in a one-shot, or would you recommend a mix of new people and veterans?
0: I would say a mix, generally. I think you
1: definitely, just because, like, I think new people, they might be excited to do things, but they might not be very good at it.
0: And they may not know what they can do.
1: Yeah. So it's nice to have people who, like, know what they're doing, who can help, like, kind of progress the story as it needs to because i think sometimes new people kind of like to fuck around which is fun but not necessarily like to fuck around too yeah but i more just mean like in a one shot where you really have like a pretty clear end goal someone who's more experienced might be better at getting to that and also might be better at actually like using skills during combat whereas you're gonna have to hold the hand of a new player and you probably don't want to do that with like six to eight people
0: yeah you're gonna have to consider how much you're gonna be needing to explain different things of like explaining mechanics explaining the mechanics of like how combat works generally you're gonna want to only have like maybe two to three new people if you're playing a group of eight yeah so that way you have enough people who kind of at least know what they're doing and at least know kind of like how things are going to progress to make it a little easier and give you a little more free time to actually say like walk someone through this is what I can do in my turn on combat or like,
1: think about like with Victoria and Kat how much Riley has to like even now still sometimes hold their hand in combat imagine if that was
0: everyone yeah or like if we're playing and every now and then someone will be like is that a d20 it's always a d20 oh my
2: god no not <laughs> when it's a d12
0: but if you're, if you're making a <laughs> if you're making a check oh, it's always a d20 I thought you meant
2: with a dice in my hand
0: I, No. No, no. Was
2: it it this last week that I rolled a D12 and I thought it was a D20? Yes. But but it was high. It was high for a D12. Yeah. It was a good roll.
0: It's just that kind of thing of, like, you'll notice, like, as people go, they get a lot better at it. They know kind of what they're doing and they know kind of what they can do. But you also don't have that for a one shot. You're
1: only going to get two to three to maybe four hours of experience in that time.
0: Yeah, and you also have to plan of how long you really actually want it to take because the more people you have, it's going to take longer. So if you're only allocating, like, four hours of, like, play time, you're probably going to need a smaller group for that unless you are really only doing kind of, like, think of it in scenes, like, in, like, a play of any time that y'all are moving location, new scene. Mm. Any time that, like, combat is happening, that's a new scene. And so you really want to try to limit it so that way it's not going on way too long. That's a good point. And also just
2: think
1: of how much we've gotten done in like any number of, you know, any individual session across either campaign. Only so much can actually happen in one go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would say try to like do that. And also another thing is if you're having like combat with enemies, try to make them in blocks so you can be like i have five ghosts they're all going to go on the same initiative order they're all going to like take their turn at once rather than having to have all of them spread out through the combat
2: yeah that is also a very good point definitely makes combat faster that's true
0: yeah and i will say even if you think like oh this will be like a really long scene like it's going to take them a while to find it people will surprise you they'll, they'll blast through <laughs> something and then they'll get stuck for four hours on like a little tiny detail that you expect it to be non-important
1: okay i get it i <laughs> we've talked about this before which situation
2: is this oh i wasn't thinking
0: of anything in like i wasn't thinking of anything specific oh okay. that's just kind of a thing that happens i remember it in
2: the other campaign when uh we were focused on like the different colors and like a, anyways uh yeah uh puzzles are hard except for sometimes
1: when you just get through them immediately or like brute force your way through them
2: yeah Yeah, if i could just punch every puzzle that was available to me and make it so much easier yeah i agree
0: look i i've done done that (laughs) i've brute forced my way through puzzles just expect that sometimes people will get it immediately and sometimes a small thing will take them fucking forever so you really have to like try to have a backup plan in mind of like, okay, we're really stuck on this part. How can I help them get through this? Or they got through that a lot faster than I expected. And now we're at the boss. What can I do to extend this a little?
2: Oh my God, It's like working at, in school every day. I yes. like working with kids. Some kids are really smart and some kids never get anything. <laughs>
1: well, I was going to say it adds another like level of, I don't maybe difficulty in the fact that it's like a murder mystery thing. Cause it's not the standard, like go through a dungeon or I guess I don't know how you're, Planning on doing it. I was gonna this. use the
2: Clue game board. Ooh. I have never played Clue. Oh my god. Well, we have it here. I
1: don't like playing games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you love, play D. Let me tell you, D&D D&D you're gonna is...
1: love
0: D D. You know
1: y'all are laughing at me, but you know I don't like games. I know. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like this is not a new revelation. It's
0: just a very funny thing to say on a DD podcast.
1: But this isn't like a board game.
0: I also enjoyed, <laughs>
1: like, the murder mystery one that we did for New Year's. Ah, Gabagool. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was called. <laughs> 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 Whatever character I'm playing, I'm going to give her a really bad Italian accent. For okay. Clue? No, for this. For, for your your one shot. shot. Yeah, the Clue. Yeah. 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 She's going to get that's a really the other bad Italian is, Jersey so
2: accent. For this one shot, I'm creating the characters for everyone, and then I'm going to randomly hand them out to people. Um pretty soon before the game begins. Okay. Um,
1: what I would say is you might want to not randomize it so much cuz it might be helpful especially with new people to, to give have them an idea that's easier to Yeah. Play. or that you're very ready to be like I'm ready to walk through like a barbarian, a fighter and a bard, but you're maybe not as comfortable walking through like a druid or something. So maybe you want to like assign that to a person who knows what they're doing more. That's true. Also, because, like, I know that new people might not give a shit. People who have already played might care a little bit more about the kind of players they're playing. Not that it super matters for a one-shot, but you also might get someone who's like, oh, I always play a barbarian. I don't want to play a barbarian again kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. So maybe, like, not doing it right before the game, but maybe doing it, like, a couple days in advance or something, telling them, like, hey, this is what uh, your character is going to be gives them time to research that and kind of like get an idea of what their abilities are. So that way they're not coming in and being like, okay, I have a new character sheet in front of me. Also like what level were you thinking? One. Okay. <laughs> that makes it nice and simple. Yep. Um, so in that case, if they're level one, people are going to be very squishy. So keep <laughs> that in mind of, you're going to want to make sure that they have a healer. Um, yep.
2: We, we basically I've got like kind of every class, uh, Lots of different races, lots of different backgrounds. There are no repeats. Okay. Um, we've got a fighter, bard, druid, warlock, barbarian, wizard, rogue, ranger, sorcerer, monk, and paladin. But the paladin's dead. You might
1: want to have a cleric?
2: <laughs> nah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you might not want your paladin to be dead. <laughs> Uh, you you need a healer you i have
2: one and they're dead well what if they resurrect themselves that's the point right like i don't want them to resurrect the dead guy
0: they can't at level one yeah oh that's true
1: (laughs) they really can't do (laughs) shit at level one
0: yeah i mean also
1: depending on like some of these they might not even i don't know i at level one you don't even get like the very basic elements for a lot of classes
0: yeah you could also just like even if you did a higher level and they had Revivify, which is a third level spell, so there'd have to be a decent level for that, you could just not give them the diamond that they need to cast it.
2: That's true. So, what like, th- there are definitely
0: ways around it. What
2: if I loaded them up with health potions?
0: That is an option. Yeah. Uh, Just be aware that, like, people are very squishy at level one.
2: Yeah, that's like
1: a one or two hit down kind of thing.
0: So, yeah. it can still be done, you just have to really balance combat, because it is very easy to accidentally kill the party, which... I think is fine to happen in a one-shot. I think that you should not try to get too attached to a character on a one-shot, but you still want to be able to play the game.
1: It might not also be the most fun way to have your first foray into a D&D yeah. being a TPK. Just because, like, difficult, annoying combat can, like, really ruin a session.
0: Yeah. So, for instance, uh, a one-shot that another party member is going to be running soon is a full-on, everyone's level 20, Vecna-style uh, one-shot, which is going to be really fun, and I'm expecting someone to die. That's I'm kinda...
1: expecting most of the party to die, yeah. but we're, le- le- we're at level 20, and we've all played before. Yeah,
0: um, and so I, I'm excited to see how that goes for her, because this will be her first time DMing, uh, but it's a group of six level 20 characters, so it's going to be very interesting, and it's probably going to take a while.
1: I so, wish we knew what everyone was playing right now
0: i know we only have half
2: i have a question so as one of the people playing in that so this is like i guess not this is the other side of one shots how much should i plan for this character knowing that it's going to be a one shot like how how much backstory should i go into i would say not a lot
1: because i would ask like i know that we're already in the process of we need to ask lucy what the plan is but it's like Most likely, we're not going to have time to, like, do much backstory stuff. I feel like unless there was something that was actually interesting, like, I have an enemy. Maybe they could show up, but it's, like, I don't think your, like, tragic family deaths are going to be relevant. I don't think your, like, background in the church is going to matter. Like, I can't imagine there's going to be much time to do anything backstory related that isn't, like, super integral to your character.
0: Yeah, I would say give yourself a background so that way you get, like, the ability but like whatever the bonuses are from that but for backstory the only thing i could see being possibly relevant is if you know some of the other people in the party so mm-hmm. that's why i like asked and haven't gotten responsible that yet of do we know each other coming into this or are we all strangers because i think that having like already bonded with the people around us especially as level 20 people will probably be nice but just kind of things like that of very minimal stuff, but stuff that may affect other players around you.
1: Look, Crunchpants is best friends with everyone he meets, so it won't be an issue. Everyone loves Crunchpants. That will be part of his backstory.
2: What's his, what's his intelligence?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Let's find <laughs> uh, out. Low? Low. Let me see what it was with his level four character. It's not gonna be
0: good. Yeah, and I will be playing Glorb. He is a plasmoid. <laughs> Uh, and he is a fighter slash rogue, so archetypes being gunslinger and assassin.
2: It's <laughs> fucking gelatinous cube with a gun. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh,
0: his intelligence is fourteen.
2: Fourteen. My
1: intelligence is only a nine, so that's not actually that bad. My what, what modifier is that?
0: Minus one. That's a minus one. Oh, okay.
1: I have a eighteen to strength. I actually I have pretty good stats. I have an eighteen strength, fourteen dex, sixteen con, nine in. 14 Wisdom, and 14
2: Charisma. Okay. Nice. And
1: that's a level four. So, oh. I know yeah.
2: Int was your lowest? I mean,
1: <laughs> look, I'm, I always play a, like, high Int, low strength character, so for one shots, it's fun to play a high strength, low Int, because I never play, like,
2: up in the shit Characters. I always play low intelligence. Even my artificer. Because you
1: like playing like in. Like <laughs> Why is artificer
2: low intelligence? I funny. use that as one of my dump stats.
1: It's like a purposeful, like funny thing. But yeah, like besides but, but Gren, in
2: combat, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. You
1: like <laughs> playing characters though that are like way more active and like combat, getting into it. With the exception of Gren, because everything about Gren is just. A fucking mystery. In general, you like playing characters who are not magic users who like just, you know, fighter barbarian type of characters. So that's
2: because magic has always, uh, been kind of perplexing to me, um, just getting into spells and spell slots, And materials and somatic components has always been, like, daunting.
0: So, Gerward's gonna be fun for you.
2: Oh my god, yeah, you really did pick something, didn't you? Well, so that's the thing, is, like, Artificer was my way to slowly inch into magic, um, because there was still a lot of, like, non-magic use, um, and the magic that you had was something that you created out of your own, like, ideas and materials, um. So Drew, yeah. For the one shot, our friend is planning. Uh, I'm planning on being a fairy druin. Um, I like how you said our friend. Yeah,
1: like Lucy's been on the podcast. I, I, she's been on the podcast. She made it before me. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was the first guest. Oh, we thought she kind of deserved. She deserved the honor for all the questions she sent in. Yeah, that
2: felt well, like you didn't been. read mine. She sent Dude, a lot. In. Read mine. In. Okay. L- l- let, me, let, let me read look. your question. Anyways, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna be a. Uh, fairy druid, uh, and magic is still scary, but it's a lot more, um, doable now for me.
1: Well, and, like, in a one-shot, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be
0: amazing.
2: Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that. But I did send in a very legitimate question to Milo and Hannah. Uh, I have still not received a response.
0: So, so let me see if I can find yours. Oh, I'll <laughs> find it.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: it was... Trash. It was... Oh! It, yeah, I mean, you're the one who would have thrown it away, not me. Oh, Hi. Hi, I like the game Dungeons and Dragons. How many dragons are we talking about? Two? Three? Time is of the essence. Thank you.
2: And
0: now you'll never know.
1: I mean, <laughs> in, this, you mean in, this current, <laughs> in this current campaign, we've already killed one.
0: There have been a lot of dragons in this current campaign that, like, have been interacted with. One dead. Two. Not dead, but, uh allies kind of
2: well that question that's coming so gone now i have a new one okay how many dungeons
0: we've only really had like one real dungeon i think
1: was that the bloody yeah. handprint dungeon yeah that
0: was a bloody handprint mm. i don't think i've really run too many other like dungeons if y'all had ended up I've doing i've really not the...
1: played a lot of dungeons like yeah re- i think yeah if you done... has had one riley's campaign has had one
0: if y'all had actually done the prison break, I feel like that would have technically counted as kind of a dungeon, yeah. um, which yeah. I'm sure
1: at some point we will do again because there's no way you put all that effort into it for it to just go away.
0: Yeah, that will come back. I'm sure.
1: I'm so scared. But the funny thing <laughs> will be who gets arrested this
0: time Please because it not might be an me. entirely different
1: group of people.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I think part of it's the fact that dungeons take so long to plan
1: yeah and they're also i don't know i think the dungeon you did was fine because that dungeon didn't really take that long and it was mostly just like some puzzles and then one big main fight but for the other dungeon that we more recently did it does kind of feel like it's a big trek to get through sometimes like you have it takes multiple sessions it's a lot of rounds of combat You don't get to rest as much as you'd like to. And we didn't have, like, the healing of... Like, we had to take multiple long rests because we just didn't have the inventory to, like, fight short rest or fight heal. So it just, like... It just took a while. Like, there was one session where combat was going so badly that we're like, we're going to stop in the middle of combat and we're going to pick this up next week and I'm going to change some things (laughs) because it was going, like, so badly and everyone was just, like tired and not having a good time yeah and I think you kind of run the risk with dungeons yeah I think you run the risk of dungeons of like overloading the stuff of like here's some traps that are going to kill you here's some puzzles that are hard here's a bunch of
2: enemies and no fun npcs to talk to (laughs) unless you do it right
1: we had a good npc interaction at the end (laughs)
2: at the end that was our reward that was our reward (laughs) is ligma (laughs)
1: That's still, I think, maybe my favorite thing that I've ever done in D&D. So we had to go through this dungeon to go find a doctor who was going to give us basically a healing potion. We get to the end. There's a doctor there. He's also a gnome like me, and he is basically the psychiatrist to a lich. Uh, this, This lich was like the previous king of this dungeon who got turned into a lich, and he doesn't understand that he's dead. Um, which is very, very funny. And immediately, none of us liked this doctor. We thought he was very uppity. He's a quack. <laughs> and also a quack. And I made a Ligma joke at him, even though I had just watched him, what was it, power words stun you? And yeah. so I should not have fucked with that doctor. And then amazingly enough, he he gave me a cure for Ligma,
2: which was actually just kind of poison to everyone else. Yeah. it uh, It gave me... What did it give me? Another eye. Did it give me another eye? Yeah. It it let me grow. My my character, Mr. Grind, grows a bunch of eyes. He's kind of the body horror character in that group.
1: It's because you think it's funny, and Riley is so happy to go along with it. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny. It is funny, and you just give him good opportunities to keep
2: doing it. (laughs) One of the first things that happened in that campaign is during the night, I went out with some witches, and I came back with a tattoo on my forehead. Oh, yeah. Um... And I've also gotten eyes on my head one time. you got eyes in your hands. uh, Yep, in my hands. Uh, What was that time that I, like, had he rolled, like, ten times on the wild magic? (laughs) Oh, wasn't that that the second time you
1: took Ligma? I think so. Because I know a bunch of people took Ligma, and it, like, had various effects. Like, Chortles got one effect, and Gareth got one effect, and you got the thing where he had to roll ten times on the wild magic table.
2: (laughs) Yep. That's the fun of uh, drugs in D&D. Is well, it's also they fun don't <laughs> write it for you, so
1: you have to write it yourself. It's also fun when you have a character like you, who it's like you like the character you're playing as, but you're very willing to lose them if it like is funny in a narrative way. So it kind yeah. of allows you to play a character in a way that's different from everyone's because you are less afraid of death than most people are. And that's why I'm going to die first in the one shot. <laughs> I mean, statistically, if anyone's dying first in the one-shot, it's probably me. Statistically, based on what statistics? The last time we played a (laughs) one-shot with this character, I immediately got fucking over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is true. You are reprising an old role.
1: But this will be different, because I'm at level 20 and not level 4. That is true. I will be keeping the maid outfit. Yep. Hot. (laughs) Yeah. He looks pretty good.
0: Would you like to tell the people who Crunch Pants is?
1: Uh... I don't know much about him. He's just a Warforged. <laughs> <He's your laughs> this character. character
2: that I made, I don't know. He's a mystery. Well, to I made and everyone him else.
1: three years ago. We that literally played that game end of May in 2019 because I just looked. I, and I didn't really make a backstory for him because it was just a one shot. So he's a Warforged barbarian. His original thing is he had a best friend named Donk, who was a cobalt wizard, and Crunchpants and Donk were the dynamic duo, so you know we'll what? have to You I think we see... have talked
0: about them on this.
1: So we'll have to see what splitting the dynamic duo does. That's I don't fair. have a backstory for him yet, because I, I don't know what I actually need to, like, do for him yet. <laughs> That's fair. And also, if I'm just going to keep reprising him for one-shots, I feel like he can have a different backstory every time.
2: Oh, so he's just gonna be your consistent one shot character? Yeah, I think he's gonna one, be. the one, one, be one a, I'm planning.
0: He's gonna be can your Can
2: that Maggie. be <laughs> <Ben>. <laughs> No. Oh, shit. But you can be, uh, uh. Professor Plum. Who's that? Oh, you never played I've one, never one. Clue. I've never played Clue!
1: Any character you give to me will be a fucking mystery. That's all right. But well. yes, Crunch Pants will be my Maggie, but only for one shot, so I think that's fine. That's fair. Maybe I'll adjust him and he'll be, like, a different, like, class, but I just, I like Crunch Pants. He's a cool guy. That's fair. I never play Beefy Boys.
0: <laughs> yeah, because let's see. So with that one shot, it was Crunch Pants, Donk, and, like, two other people, and it was a very Undead-themed thing, which... Now we're going into Vecna, which is also very Mm undead-themed. The difference being this is more lich versus mine was more vampire.
1: And werewolves, right? No, there were wolves, weren't there?
0: I think there may have been wolves. There There were were zombies.
1: I think there were wolves,
0: too. There may have been wolves. Mm -hmm. I remember that there were zombies uh, at the beginning and then vampire. But, yeah, I I
1: immediately lost control of my character.
0: Yep, because you got charmed by the vampire.
1: Yeah, which, like, makes sense that it would be me who gets charmed, but then I was just beefy boying around going yeah. going after my friends
0: <laughs> it's always the worst thing is when the barbarian gets charmed
1: but who else is going to get charmed <laughs> yeah i mean it will be i'll be level 20
0: wisdom what kind of saving i think i mean I the
1: rest of my fun. stats are already pretty good Maybe it's going up to 20 to level 20 oh
2: i'm, hope I'm hope pretty sure all way. of my fucking stats will are be you, fine is, is the blob low charisma Flubber? What oh, a, yeah. Just like his, a blob that, would have high lo- charisma? That's his
0: lowest stat. It's an Aww, 11.
2: Aw, Flubber's low charisma.
0: To be fair, that's his lowest, and it's an 11. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. That's what I'm
1: saying. Is, like, I definitely will not have a negative to my strength, and literally my lowest stat besides that was a 14, so I'm pretty um, sure I'll be okay with
2: stats. Yeah, so Charm
0: is a wisdom save.
2: Wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Did you guys uh, roll your stats, or did you use the... Yeah,
1: yeah. literally 14-14... 14, 16, 18, 9. So by level 20, my stats will be fine. Because that's my level four stats.
0: Yeah, when <laughs> I was doing my stats, I had a lot of fourteens. Uh and then I think that my I, I wanna say my charisma was like also a nine and I bumped it. But yeah, so I rolled stats. Um Lucy basically has you do them the same way that I do mine, where it's the forty six reroll ones, drop the lowest.
2: Oh, so if I wanted to use the basic ones that D and D recommends, I mean you you still could. They're gonna get like changed based on all your modifiers. Because I never roll well.
1: Yeah, pick a default one. I one time
2: for this last character, Mr. Gren, I actually did statistics of how I roll versus how other people roll. Where I rolled my basic stats like five different times, then I asked everyone else how they rolled theirs, and each time mine was the lowest.
1: Yeah, hey, I remember that you asked Chris and I when we were at home that one night rolling stats, and yours were like
2: shockingly low. They, they, I never beat you guys. It was crazy. No. So I like it, it mathematically. I roll poorly. Then yeah, pick a default D and D one because it's gonna change anyways. Going <sighs> no, I up to level test 20. this.
0: I'm like intrigued.
2: Oh, because you roll well, like consistently.
1: Like, but you've the, also got to roll with your dice too.
2: That's the thing. Is like I don't, I don't really believe that the powers in the dice, like. I I see some people, like, you roll your dice before the beginning of a session to see which one, like, rolls a 20s. I know I can't do that because it doesn't matter because even if they roll 20... The next one's going to be a 1 just to spite you. Yeah, exactly. Like, they know who's handling them. Look, and I mean this with
1: all the love in the world, you are the Murph of every game that you play. (laughs) (laughs) And Murph is great, but you are the Murph
0: (laughs) I saw this one thing that I was saying, like, um, so in another D&D, like, stream that I listened to, um, am Prepared Casters, they did a thing where, like, two of the players negatively charged their dice, and then someone positively charged theirs by living, so negatively charging it by living on the ones mm. all night, and then someone possibly charged by living on the twenties. The ones that were negatively, like, negatively charged rolled so well, consistently, huh. and then the person that positively charged was rolling so bad.
1: See, I don't believe in charging, but I do that's think your dice are... You do have to think about what dice you use. Unless you have specific dice that you roll for a character. And then I think you true. have
2: to use those. See, that's what I do. I have dice that I use for Gren. I have dice that I use for Gregor. I might make some dice for this new character. Yeah. But then I'll have too many dice, so maybe not. <laughs> well, that's my problem, is that There's I no have... Such thing
0: as too many dice. I have
1: so <laughs> many dice. Less for Nisa... I just kind of use whatever dice are, like I have around. But for Mahog, I had so many sets of dice that I liked. And then I very quickly realized that my big dice were the ones that consistently rolled best. Yeah. And now I can't roll anything else, even though like... I have, I have, like, skull dice, and I have duck dice, and I can't roll those. She's a
2: size queen.
1: Yeah, she's a size queen, and she is the kid of this party, and I can't roll anything else, or else I'm gonna get us killed. Or else
2: you're gonna be like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't risk being the friend of the party.
0: <laughs> you See, I like rolling mine at the beginning of the session, especially as a DM, so that way, like, I, I get a variety of which ones I'm using, because I, I have so many dice.
1: Well, you also, like, roll the most dice in in any given session, so it makes sense. Whereas, like, for most people, you can get away with just, like, using one or two sets. But, like, for a DM, you're rolling so many (laughs) dice at once that it's, like, if you don't have five to ten D20s around you, you're just wasting everyone's time.
0: Yeah. I also do, like, I use my dice app a lot when I'm, like, doing stuff outside of, like, game when i'm like just planning stuff i'll use the dice app because it's easier
2: Mm. um what were we saying before oh yeah so uh, uh my character mr gren actually had to take the lucky feat uh because i was rolling so poorly in game that my dm uh took pity on me and told me i could just for free take that feat
0: be a halfling
2: you well that's the thing is my first character ever was a halfling and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was being, like, so coddled because then once I left and I had to play other characters, I realized how many nat ones I actually rolled, and I don't think I can ever, like, get that high again. You're just going <laughs> to always have to take either... Or
1: be, the, be a halfling or take the lucky feat. Like, <laughs> realize that now. Yep, yeah, that's my life. I mean, that's... I, look, we all have those things. I will... I guess besides one-shots, I will never play a character that doesn't have dark vision, for example. Mm. I think everyone has their, like, things they're
2: specific about for characters. Yeah, so for me, I need the lucky feet.
0: I think for me, I need to have a character that's good decks. Like, I feel like I, I can never play something that has bad decks. Oh, I yeah,
2: see that
1: for you. Stealing from people and shit like that. Well, I think you also got to be, you got to have a good con. People yeah. really, like, don't think about how important high constitution is. Man, you've got to have high constitution Like, True. never make that your dump stat If nothing else,
2: never make it your dump
0: Yeah <laughs> I, I yeah, feel like my dump.
2: Likens, Never make it your dump
0: My dump is always, like, strength You yeah. don't
2: call it my dump <laughs> My make big Is intelligence I'm always low intelligence Art imitates <laughs> life <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm making big on your podcast, all right? I'm making it big. Great. I'm making big.
0: Anyway, uh, back to your one anyway. shot a little bit. So you're making these characters pre-made a little bit more about, like, the characters. How are you doing the stats? Like, are people going to roll their individual stats or are you going to make the stats for them?
2: That's a good question. I didn't do that. <laughs> Hold on. So basically what I've done for each of the characters so far is I figured out their um, race, uh, class, background, and then I wrote down all the specifics of that. Um, sort of a little bit of backstory, but not a whole lot. Um, I figure I'm probably going to take the basic D&D um, like dice rolls for stats and then just allocate them to what I think would benefit the character the most. I think that also makes sense so that way you're not like recommending
1: to people like, hey, I think this is how you should do it. Just like might as well do it for them if you're
2: doing everything else. Yeah. yeah underneath I wrote like what uh skills that they okay. would oh, yeah. need to have. And like, I would
1: definitely up. say allocate, especially for the people who are like new. Yeah. You could just... Because I do feel like sometimes allocating stats, especially when you haven't factored in, like, what kind of bonuses you get based on, like, your race and class can be kind of overwhelming, especially if you don't know what those stats actually do.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was also curious uh, how you're handling, like, finding clues and stuff. Like, is everything going to be, like, inside an investigation? Or is it kind of going to also Ooh, cater yeah. to, like, races and, like, or, like, the uh, characters that don't have very high in that area?
2: So I think, um, there's gonna be a lot more than just, like, investigation sorts of puzzles. I think there might be some strength-based puzzles, at least in order to find clues. Right. Um, that would then be, like, very, like, obvious. Um, but my idea was, since it was gonna be, like, an eight-player, uh, group, I was gonna have them, uh group into smaller groups to investigate the whole house and then just go turn by turn to see what people find so they can get into groups as small as two or as big as four well that's definitely a good way to deal with a big party i
1: mean if you're doing it like that you probably could do eight players if you're having it be chunks of people
0: you just want to also make sure that the people who aren't actively in game have something to kind of keep them entertained because otherwise it can get very boring of like if this one group is going for a while and then you're just kind of sitting there.
2: Yeah, that's true. That was that was the one thing I'm having to think about. You so.
1: could make, you could, like, make time part of it. Like, you could actively have timers on, like... That's true. You play this in turns of, like, each group gets two minutes to, like... Or, you know, it doesn't have to be two minutes. But, like, each group gets X amount of time to make an investigation and then you move on to the next room or something.
0: I think that's a very good idea. That also, mm. it keeps play moving, and it also gives people a sense of urgency. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm and depending on how that. big you make the house, obviously, like, make the timer longer, the less things there are to, or less places there are to go. But uh-huh. if you have, like, a big space to get through, setting a time limit, definitely, like, make sure that's everyone's true. doing like, stuff. Like,
2: ten minutes would be, like, and then it moves on to the next group. so they have ten minutes to, like, that's out of game to like make their roles and say what they want to Mm -hmm. do and it keeps everyone engaged so that they can't waste time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: I I, like like that. that.
0: That's a really good idea. You see, you should run a one shot.
2: Oh
1: God. (laughs) (laughs) I, I've already talked about if I'm running a one shot, It's going to be an intentional, like, TPK style. That's I I want (laughs) to run a 5e... She wants to win the game. No, I want to run a 5e Tomb of Horrors. That's the one shot I would want to run. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm down to play that.
1: (laughs) Just because I've always, like, I've always thought it was very funny hearing my dad talk about when he used to run D&D back in, like, first edition, he was a DM, and he had all of his friends, like, do Tomb of Horrors, but it was their existing like, characters that he just had level up, and so he TPK'd his friend group and, like, all of their very long-running characters, and everyone got really mad at him, and I thought that was very funny.
2: So you want us to select our most... um... Your most
1: beloved characters, and then they die, and you can't bring them back. Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding, no. I just think it'd be funny if, like, this is a game that is meant to fuck you over. Because then it's funny that way.
0: Yeah, I would I would love playing in that. Um, I think that that would be really fun.
1: Wow. And, and I, I just need to, to access Tomb of Horrors then, because I don't know what it looks like in 5e now.
0: That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could find that online, or, like, find ones that other people have made, like, okay. similar things like that. Yeah, I highly recommend looking online and seeing what other people have done, especially as a way of, like, kind of getting into it. Because everyone starts somewhere, and everyone uses others' experience to help create their own thing. Like, never feel... Never be afraid to be like, oh, I feel like I'm copying too much of this. Of Like, it's out there for a reason.
1: DMing just seems very, like, intimidating. Just hearing you talk about how much, like... Here's what you plan, and here's what actually happens. is very intimidating to think about. You can do improv.
0: You can yes and.
1: I don't do improv. I don't want to do improv. That's not the comedy I did in college. (laughs) None of us did improv except for you for a little bit. Yeah, I'm saying no, but. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm bad at improv.
2: (laughs) Yes and. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know what to say. (laughs) You you yes and back.
0: So anyway. But yeah, I, I recommend for people to try DMing one shots because it gives you a chance to kind of learn how it feels and figure out like if it's something that you like or not because you may surprise yourself or you may be like, yep, yeah, I expected this. I'm not not going to try to DM something bigger than this.
1: And then if you're a DM, you get to never play again because you'll only ever be the DM for the rest of eternity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see, that, that's why you find other people who are also like forever DMs and then you're like, we, we alternate. One of you runs a the game, then someone else runs the game.
2: Yeah. A game with only DMs. This is why Milo's trying to get all of us to make one shots. <laughs> yeah. So that, that we can all play. DM. <laughs> <laughs> So that he can take a break for one weekend and finally get to play. <laughs> he plays in a campaign. I do
0: play in a campaign. <laughs> I, I play on Mondays, although we didn't play this week. I'm sad.
2: Aww. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, I think it gives people a chance to really, like, kind of figure out what it's like on the other side of the screen, of, like, the DM screen, is getting to figure out how how do other players' actions affect the DM and how can I use that knowledge going forward in my own, like, games playing? Be a is, better player. Yeah. I think that it helps people get a better perspective and it helps them not only, like, understand D&D more, I think it also helps them understand their own characters more a little bit, as you can mm. see it from the other side. So, But, but
2: before we go, Milo, um, I'm your favorite, right?
0: <laughs> Just...
2: G- general favorite?
0: Favorite player? Favorite...
2: Uh, Favorite player. And you have to say yes. <laughs> oh. Why does he <laughs> have, I have to, to say <laughs> yes? Because we're doing improv? That's not at all how are improv- doing no but again. <laughs> I'm yes pretty sure telling hour. someone that they have to say yes is the opposite. Hey, Hannah, opp- are you going to loan me a bunch of money? No but...
1: <laughs> how about a no and? No and... I'm going to need you to give me money
2: now. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, let's ask Milo. Hey, Milo. Yeah. You want to give us a bunch of money?
0: No, this is a robbery.
1: Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> so we have to consent to it. We have to say yes yep. to the
2: robbery. Yes. And, uh, I pull out a gun. <laughs> That Improv. Enti- Here's an idea for D&D. An entire campaign where players can only say yes and.
0: That gets off the rails so fast. <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to say an entire uh, campaign and just like bank robberies. And I think that sounds great.
0: Well, that yeah. too. I mean, that would be a fun one shot.
1: But we've already done a bank heist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do a different heist.
1: It would be fun. A heist would be a fun one shot.
0: Yeah. Heist. The only rule, no one's allowed to play a rogue.
2: <laughs> that's really Ooh. funny i like that idea a lot that's good i'm writing that down stealing
0: <laughs> ideas from milo you know look you can have fun with it you can do kind of whatever you want you can set all kinds of weird like rules about it because it's a one shot like it there's no literally the lowest stakes possible yeah. D in general there's very low stakes
1: well, at least it doesn't have to feel, like, high stakes. Because that is the thing about D&Ds. It always feels very high stakes because yeah. I never want to lose my characters. That's fair. <laughs> I know you don't feel the same way.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I just enjoy being in the room and being stupid. Yeah, fair and enough. And if I'm given the opportunity to make another character to replace my old stupid one, and then I'll take it.
1: <laughs> fair you enough. Know? That's fair. All right. Do we want to get Dino for the dice roll?
0: Yeah. Uh, we're going to grab about? Dino for the dice roll. Um... But Sage, do you have any kind of last things you wanted to like say to everyone?
2: Uh, This cat's kind of mean to me today. <laughs> well, the cat's uh, kind what, of mean to you every want day. Me to say. Um, I like D and lot, and you should play it too if you haven't. I don't know why you would listen to this if you haven't played D&D yet. Just do it.
0: <laughs> you know, the right. Go,
2: go roll the dice. <laughs> all right. He's ready.
0: Okay. So, uh, so we will see you all in two weeks. Remember, if you have any questions to send in, the, the email is Dungeoneers2DMs, that's two as in the number two, at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs>
0: week dino has decided that this episode was an 11 after much effort
2: i disagree it was a
1: perfectly average role but you know it could have been better
0: good boy little man
2: yeah. Maybe if you have me on more it'll be better or it'll be worse <laughs> yeah. i mean you're always
0: welcome to come back thank you and goodbye
2: bye good